What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Lies and Cash podcast. Today, I got my good friend, Oliver Canton. Now, Oliver's been kind of like a mentor to me. Like when I was at maybe like a thousand followers, he gave out a free call. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but you gave out five free calls. I won one of them. And I told you, man, like if I could just get $500 a month, I just want $500 a month. And you looked at me like, dude, like you, you need to be thinking like bigger. This is just not going to cut it. And ever since then, I started learning a lot from you. And uh, I just, I'm really grateful to have you on this podcast with me today. Thank you for the great intro, JK. Uh, my name is Oliver. You may or may not know me from Twitter. I am the account that helped JK blow up. And now more people follow JK than follow me. So most people, most of you don't know me. Um, I am a marketing guy, internet marketer, marketing strategist, um, coach to a degree as well. And my biggest field of interest is audience monetization. So helping people who have an existing audience monetize that audience, whether it's on social media or on email. Can we talk about the strategy maybe you had in the beginning? I remember we started kind of at the same time, but you were growing sure. at such higher rate than everybody else that started in 2020. So you want to talk about that? Um, yeah, it's, it seems like a long time ago, right? I, I guess yeah. The so yeah, the the environment was pretty different on Twitter uh, back then, and the trends were mainly drop shipping. I would say at that time, would you agree? Drop shipping. A lot of Gumroad was starting to pop up when it first yeah, started. Yeah. So ecom and specifically people using the word drop shipping, and then some lower ticket info products many of them related to to drop shipping and some other stuff so i came from the agency world before that was a hot topic on twitter which now it's kind of moved on from that but that was the hottest topic for a while so i came from the agency world and i came from the high ticket info product world and when i started tweeting i noticed that volume meant uh, more impressions so more tweets meant more impressions and more impressions meant more followers, right? Um, and I would say one thing that really worked in my favor and that I noticed and I eventually put in a course was strategic engagement with other accounts, specifically making uh, self-contained comments on someone else's tweet. So something that would be very easy to be retweeted and engaged with, right? So for example, uh, instead of saying, hey, bro, great idea, I love your tweet and then your thing, you skip that first sentence and you go right into something that would be a tweet quality comment. So if I put it this way, it I pioneered, if I can call myself a pioneer, the tweet quality comment at scale. So when I started and decided I wanted to grow my account, I, let's say I tweeted 10 tweets a day, actual tweets, but then like 50 tweet quality top tweet quality comments as comments on the right accounts. So that that was my secret if you want to know that in, you know, in, in a couple sentences. I like it. Is it a strategy you recommend for somebody who's just trying to grow? I get a lot of people who have maybe like less than a thousand or two thousand followers. They're like, nobody's seeing my stuff. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, you know, if you go with your, your, your likes and cash, but to get likes, you need visibility, right? If we if we zoom out from the likes and cash podcast and we say, well, we need impressions, we need something to feed the impressions, 
and then even higher up, like we need some kind of inspiration, right? So depending on which level you wanna, you wanna talk about. And so today, so I mean, the reality is you are thinking about Twitter way more than I am now. I'm not really thinking about Twitter day to day at this point in my, in my life. So I'm gonna give you an answer. You can tell me if I'm completely wrong. Um, whatever you need to do to get the right people to notice you and follow you. So if I was starting today, I would do, um, I would design a strategy that would allow me to get the core 10, 20 or 30 people that I want to follow me to get the social proof that the right people follow me, right? So the way I decide to follow someone is by who already follows them. So I, and by the way, we can make a, an allusion to uh, FTX and SBF in there. So I outsource my due diligence to other people. The difference is the stakes are zero. I, I, I follow and unfollow people and you know I'm not putting my financial health at risk or giving people my, uh, my social security number, right? But so that would be what I do. So no, having noticed my own behavior, if, if you give me one of your students, JK, and you say, Oliver, you're, you're in charge of this student today, um, I would say, okay, well, let's be very clear on who has an audience similar to the one that you want, and how do I become an ally to these people rather than a competitor? And so that's going to imply some kind of different positioning. And then what do I need to do to get these people to notice me, like me, and eventually follow me? And so... All of that is a really long way to say, yes, strategic comments make sense, but then the comments have to be good enough that people click on your profile. And then your profile has to be different enough and specific enough. Like if we take fitness coaches, right? So there's a lot of fitness coaches on Twitter. And if, if I just tell you um, maximum results in minimal time, that's my angle. And then I have another guy who's, who's got the same angle. I'm not going to follow him. Why would I bring awareness and attention to someone with the exact same angle? It makes no sense. Some people might do out of friendship, but as, as a business person, it doesn't make sense. But let's say you are this same person and then you go follow um, nutrition accounts or sign accounts or fatherhood accounts and you make yourself a little bit more differentiated. Now you become the minimal result, maximum time, so you can be the role model father you want to be suddenly, then it might make sense for the big fatherhood accounts to follow you. I like it. Ram, reminds me of a tweet you posted about how, maybe I'll butcher it, but it's like good marketers think about positioning, great marketers never think about positioning because it comes natural to them. Something like that. Do you, do yeah. you how do you think about positioning? Because I have my mental models, but it's, I've yeah. heard some people say it's more of an art than a science, so it's like kind of hard to nail down. So there, yeah, it's one of those kind of controversial words. Some people use positioning interchangeably with branding, for example, which, which I don't think is, which I don't think makes sense, but whatever. Right. So like, I think by now everyone who would be watching this knows what an offer is. I think we can agree on that. So, and we, we know that you have an offer or you want to have an offer. That offer is in a niche. So your positioning is where you fit in that niche, not just your offer, but so for, for people to eventually want to hear about your offer, they have to be interested in the niche 
And if you are the same as everyone else in your niche and you're smaller, then no one cares. So by definition, we're not talking here with people with 20 million followers. Therefore, you're probably not the, the biggest, loudest voice in your broad niche. So we want to be different. So instead of competing in trying to be better, it is better to be more specific and different. So in, in a way, it is hyper niche or sub niche selection. And then it's, how do you do that? So do you do that by being pro something or against something or a combination of both? Do you have any so examples? What you, um, yeah, so let, let's keep the, the, health, the health industry, which I'm, I'm most familiar with. So um, there's only really a few things that can move the needle for your body health and fitness, right? So obviously what you eat, exercise, sleep, and then we can say everything else, including sunshine, air, uh, supplements, whatever, right? So we can argue all day about what matters the most. I think the reality is there isn't one correct answer. And some people, so let, let's, okay, let, let's actually talk about real accounts. So Grimhood talks about everything, but his positioning is more on the side of it's stuff that's outside the mainstream. Like he's, he's a herbalist. That's what his actual profession is, right? So he talks about things from a herbalistic lens and quantum biology lens. He acknowledges the importance of nutrition and of exercise, but he talks less about these things, right? He even says, hey, if you like uh, what I have to say and you need help with the physicality, he points out to another account, which is uh, Bowtie Ox for, for fitness, <clears throat> right? So Bowtie Ox, if we take him now, so he has a positioning inside the get jacked niche. First of all, he's anonymous. He's inside that jungle. Uh, he's posted his very impressive physique and he has acknowledged that there's no one true diet, right? So recently he tweeted something like, I have nothing against keto or low carb, but it's not the one true thing. So what his positioning is, I am jacked being flexible. I am a reasonable person. I don't have dogma. And, and then we can sub-analyze other components, right? The fact that he's anonymous, he's former army, he's a businessman, he's interested in crypto. So all of these factors make him different, right? And then let's say we take um, Dango. So Dango is different than Grimhood, different than Bowtie Ox. And then he is talking mainly about food and exercise, right? Yeah. He's talking to a slightly different audience. So he's targeting entrepreneurs and high performers. But if you really think about it and zoom out more, and with respect, I like those three guys, by the way, right? But with respect, if you zoom out, you could get help from either of those guys. If you... Assuming they all have a coaching program, which I, I think they all, they all do. And um, if I describe my goals, dreams, desires, and problems, they would approach it slightly differently, but I trust all three to get me in the right direction. So that's positioning, right? Which of these people do I relate to? For, for me as a man in his 30s living in Florida, I think of my own problems and goals in a specific way. And so your positioning is... It's a magnet for specific people. And it is, it's 
uh, its efficiency and efficacy is relative to other magnets around. And if you aren't the most powerful magnet, so the, the loudest voice, the most followers, the most social proof, then trying to be better in the same magnet uh, field, let's say, is going to be a lot more difficult than being in a different area. To be, so to position... So and, and by the way, here we're assuming that the solutions are not that different, right? But to position your solution as different. So for example, if I needed to compete with those three guys, um, none of them are really focused on time, right? So I, I wish I planned this. I'm just I'm spitballing here. But none of these three guys are especially focused on get great results in less time. So we could say, okay, whatever the problem is that you would go to those guys to, one of the factors is time, right? If you think of the, the value equation, so likelihood or, or perception of likelihood of achieving the result and an effort at sacrifice. So time is a huge one. So I could go, I could enter that market now and then make my biggest thing about time, right? So let's just say, and, and a lot of fitness guys have done that, of course. Uh, let's just say 10 minute a day fitness, right? All you need is 10 minutes per day. My core positioning and angle could be about time. The biggest excuse that people often have in this market is lack of time or perceived lack of time. So if I lead with an objection countering claim that it's 10 minutes per day, I'm going to resonate with a lot of people. Of course, I have to be congruent. I have to have social, all this stuff, but that would be a way to position, right? So Ox is positioned as get really jacked. Like his physique, so the messenger is part of the positioning. Grimhood is also his personality and the fact that he overcame really severe stuff. So if you have that kind of pain, he's the right guy. Dan Go, he's self-identifying himself as an entrepreneur and he wants to attract other entrepreneurs. And then the guy I just made up, he could be, that's all great. These three are all great, but I don't have time. And these three guys, their messaging currently isn't focused on time. So I could go really, really hard on time and attract some of these people with some other sub-buckets and pillars, etc. Love it. <clears throat> the other day I was going over fitness offers because now that's something I, I do a lot in, like for people who come to me for Twitter, I try to figure out positioning first. And there's this offer that keeps reappearing in the fitness world that's lose 20 pounds in 12 weeks, right? And I've seen yeah. people do uh, 25 pounds in 12 weeks or 22 pounds, 23 pounds in 12 weeks. And yeah, you, you said something that's really interesting. It, it's not about just trying to be better than the guys. It's about to try to be different from the rest. You know what I mean? So I, another good example I'll add to what you said is Alex Feinberg. He's all about like sus yeah. sustaining gluttony, right? You can eat whatever you want. It's all about just, just, I think it's protein intake and whatever. Anyway, he's like, you can eat whatever you want. And still get jacked, right? Or still be lean. That's also yeah, that, that, that's positioning. Right. And so, if you want to analyze his, right? So, in so knowing, and you and I are interested in, in health and fitness. Uh, you're probably in better health than, than I am, but you're more interested, right? So we we know, yes, of course, if you were to count and track calories very clearly, you would get results, right? Like that's kind of obvious. So, uh, so when you have the message, you can eat whatever you want. This is the message, right? Eat whatever you want. Me, as a skeptical consumer, what I hear is, of course, if I track my calories and am in a deficit, I can eat whatever I want, right? So it's true, but it's not very compelling to me. 
Alex's message is compelling because he says, eat whatever you want and don't count calories. So it may sound subtle to those who are not studying this market, but it's actually, it is super powerful positioning. Um, the interesting thing, if you want to analyze further is, and I'm, I'm doxing some amazing information here, uh, is the messenger. So you have the positioning, but the messenger is also really important. If, if we talk about organic sales, right? So sometimes people don't think deeply enough about their own, um, their own self as the messenger or the guru. I like to call this. So yeah, you need good positioning to have product market fit or offer market fit. But one step above is you need guru market fit. So you as the messenger have to have a fit with the people you're talking about. You have to have congruence with your offer. So you have your own, your positioning as a person, and then you have your offers positioning. So those are, diff those are different things. They're all related, but they're different, right? So if someone comes to you or me and says, uh, okay, I don't want to play the claims war. I don't want to create claims blindness, right? So yes, we, the last thing we need is another uh, 20 pounds per week or 20 pounds in 12 weeks, right? If we have no other information, that, that's really played out. But if the messenger is, let, let's just say, an Indian vegetarian, right? So that, that's, a, that's an interesting segment of the market. So there's a lot of people who are of Indian descent or South Asian descent who don't eat meat. So if you... If you took that claim, 20 pounds in 12 weeks, the messenger was an Indian vegetarian guy and the target were also Indian vegetarians, then that claim is great because it's without eating meat, without like the, the claim is the what you're getting without the whatever, right? So that, if you were to do a whole exercise of what we're doing with positioning and the offer, and the first thing is who's the messenger? That's like, a, that's meta meta positioning. Who's the messenger? And this is especially important for audience monetization and for organic. If you're using paid traffic, you can use third-party stories, VSL, but like in our context of Twitter, the message, the identity of the messenger will dictate the congruency of the positioning and the, uh, the credibility of the offer and the market's beliefs about their ability to use that offer to get the result they want. Awesome. I, we're going to talk back to fitness again. This guy called Peyton on Twitter, he's an engineer, right? Uh, but he's like super jacked, like 700 pound deadlift. He's, he's, he's strong, right? And his whole positioning is not all about like those many, lose this many pounds in this many weeks. He's all about, he's like the data-based fitness guy. Right? Yeah. All, yeah. Everything you need is just numbers. That's like the missing piece you yeah. need. So he'll track everything as an engineer and he attracts other engineers. So I, I don't think I know that particular, but yeah, that, that's another, so that, so if we, if we take in marketing terms, so that's a new mechanism, right? So, and I don't, I don't know enough to comment on this positioning, but it seems like, yeah, it, it's a new mechanism and that mechanism is geared towards a certain kind of person. Right. And it, it makes sense, right? It, it's true that yes, if you just look at the world as inputs and outputs, if you have the right inputs, then great. People struggle with, well, what are the right inputs for me? And so if you can deconstruct the human biochemistry uh, in, in reps and sets and calories and uh, reverse, you know, reverse dieting and pyramid training and all this stuff, 
then yeah, it's it can be very compelling. Yeah, we we have a very similar thing that we do. We show other people how to monetize audiences, which is kind of funny because when I first created likes in cash, that wasn't tailored to small accounts. People think it's tailored to if you have a small following, you can make big money. Somewhat is, but it was more tailored towards big accounts that had a bunch of likes but weren't making any money. Right. But, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, it kind that, of that, that's where the name comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and but people kind of misunderstood it the opposite way. It's like, oh, I don't need it. I don't need a big following to make money. That's how kind of how they get it. And I'm not gonna get in the way of that. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like you can keep po- posting it if you want. But uh, I have like my own views on why people just fail to monetize their big audiences. But uh, I'd like to talk about what do you think? What are some mistakes you've seen big accounts make when it comes to monetization? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I like your, you've used that, that bridge uh, metaphor or uh, explanation right a few, a few times. So I, I think that's, that's right. And the reality is there's just two different skill sets, right? I, I think if, we, if we're just thinking about it, you know, attracting attention and creating products that people want to buy and then making, making it easy and desirable for people to buy those products, they're just two very different things. That, that's the reality. Just, just like marketing and sales are different, right? Uh, copywriting and phone sales are different. Um, selling, selling yourself as a web designer or selling your agency as a web designer agency and doing the work are two very different things. Um, I'm very confident that you and me, I don't think you know how to design, although you do have kind of a design background, you know, you're a multi-set person, but if we take that example, right, um, you and me could sit down today and invent some kind of new mechanism for design without ever designing something and either um, doing it ourselves and using ourselves as the gurus or launching a new guru who would be, as we as I talked about before, the right messenger for that kind of offer. Um, the guru would know what to think about and talk about in terms of the technical skills, but he or she may not know to create the kind of content that activates people's buying signals, right? So making them feel the, the pain that they feel, having them foster the belief that you're the person to help them, and having them trust you, creating some urgency. So they're, they're two different things. And you, I know you've said this in many ways, the kind of content that gets someone to book a call or send a DM um, or opt in is not the same kind of content that goes super viral. And of course, many people are doing like the auto plugs, right? Where you try to do both at the same time. You try, you try to go viral, which may or may not be valuable as uh, we can talk about, but you, you try to get enough eyeballs and then you try then to have some of those eyeballs enter your, your funnel. So yeah, yeah. My, my answer is simply, there are two different skills. Some people have both. Like most people are not good copywriters and good phone closers. Most people are, both, are, are bad at both, if we're honest, but very rare are those who can do both competently. And then if you add, let's say, managing people, uh, then it's even rarer. So it's like, what do you want to focus on, right? Yeah. I, can we get it to maybe, I want to go into specifics. I'm like, I have a big account. Do you have a process? Yeah. I think it's called 4R. Four, four Is that the 4R process? You take people to, yeah, so, you're for a system. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about yeah. that. How do you monetize a big audience? So um, the 4R thing is, it's really more pillars than a process. 
Um, it's simply the four, the four things that matter um, when you have an offer. So it's not about attracting traffic. It's really about monetizing traffic, right? So, uh, and I have it right here for myself. So it's doing the kind of things that get you reviews, doing the kind of things that get you referrals, doing the kind of things that get you renewals, and then doing the kind of things that avoid refunds. So if you, if you